0: Never did I at the start of the summer think that come September, I'd be sitting here doing a video on Ibrahim Sangare. Not in my wildest dreams, but this is it. This is gonna be your video that tells you everything you need to know about our marquee signing, Ibrahim Sangare. Because Ibrahim Sangare is a Red. Good morning, good evening or good night wherever in the world you are. Whatever time of day you're watching this, hope you're having a fantastic day and welcome to this scout report. And these scout reports are now about our players. In today's video, we will be talking to you about the one, the only, the beast, Ibrahim Sangare. We'll tell you what to expect from him as soon as he takes onto the pitch at the city ground, hopefully against Burnley. How good is he really are we over hyping him or is the hype real we'll talk to you about how he's gonna fit into the team we'll talk to you about his strengths his weaknesses and why forest was so hell-bent on getting him through the door if you're enjoying the content as always please don't forget to like and subscribe if you are new and a quick reminder the elanga sign framed shirt from football prizes make sure you get your tickets in you've got till thursday at 7 30 i'm so looking forward to doing this video and i can't actually believe we're doing it thank you again mr maranakis you truly are the greek father let's get into this So let's get this video up and running and remember back at the start of the summer window We were telling you how good this player is And we showed you some clips on him and what you can expect from him and how you can actually expect from him It's not a pipe dream anymore So what I want to do is roll back the clock and i'm gonna put some of that footage up now I'm going to show you what he's like in the tackle what he's like on the ball and can he or can't he shoot? So let's get into that right now Okay, so let's start taking a look at a few of his clips in terms of tackling and interceptions. The first thing I want to point out is just look how high up he's playing. This is in the opponent's half. He's pushed really high and he's closing them down beautifully. And that's what I really like about him. And look at this aggression when he goes in. He's going to come in. He's the wrong side of the player here, but it doesn't matter because physically he's an absolute specimen of a man. In he goes, puts his foot in, doesn't give up on it gets across, gets a little tackle in, and then PSV can go. And from that, they create themselves a nice chance and a nice goal. Nice, quick, all derived by what? His high press and the pressure that he adds onto the player. And there's many more examples. Look at this. Straight in he goes, forcing the play to turn over. And then this one. I love this one. Just the size differential between them. Look at the size of that unit. Swats the player off like he's a fly. Not even there. But what I love... What he does so often is this next bit. And again, this isn't something you see in many players. Many players would win the ball, be quite happy with it, dust themselves off, pat themselves down, and then look to play the pass. Look how quickly he is here. He wins the ball straight away, looking up, looking for the quick transition. And this is why he would work well in what, even in Cooper's style that we currently have now, Where, say what you want about it, but we saw towards the end of the season, the transitions were very quick from defence to attack. And he becomes, and if he were to come in, would be the catalyst of this movement. Where he's changing the ball over, the transition from defence to attack, very quickly. Got the tackle in, head up and bang, he's moving it on his way. Look at that again, straight in with the tackle, in he goes. Wins it, bang, foot in, in she goes. Always, always just there. Plotting away and just getting these tackles in. This is what we are missing, that bite in midfield. Yes, we have it in the likes of Yates, but Yates can't transition the play as quickly as someone like Ibrahim Sangere can. And you can see it right here when he wins the ball. Bang, on he goes, he's on his bike. Look at that, straight in, doesn't break stride, doesn't break play, if he has the opportunity to carry the ball in that transition, he does it extremely quick and then bang, the pass is put away and on he goes. He can, he can sometimes be a little aggressive with his tackles, as I've got in this example. As you can see, he goes flying in. Now, yes, he does win the ball. It is controlled. But that, for me, would be one of the elements that worries me about him, is that over-eagerness and that over-physicality of trying to win the ball at a stretch. Now, he's very good at timing it, as I just mentioned. But in the Premier League where the pace is a bit quicker, this could turn into a few yellows or maybe even the odd red card or two. But overall, he tends to time it at the right time. But can he adapt that into the Premier League? That really is the one question you can have about him. If we carry on here and have a look at his composure on the ball, he's never ever worried to keep that ball even with pressure and men around him. Got a decent turn for a big guy. He really does. And look how he can progress the ball forward. Look how deep he is in his half here, taking on players, then finding the pass. This is the composure that we've been missing in the Forest team. Look at this, takes on the player, looks up, of course he goes behind me here, and then same again here, calm on the ball, easy passes every single time, lays it off, plays the right ball out into the space. So overall, he ticks the box for aggression, for tackling but also for the transition and a good pass as well. And let's look at a few examples now of his vision and passing in a bit more detail. So again, surrounded by men here, uses his strength, uses his physicality, knocks the ball and continues the run. And for me, this pass is fantastic. Why? Because he has a couple of options. If we bring this clip back here and I just pause it to you at this point here. Now, a lot of players, what they would do is just play a nice square ball into the player here. He's got the vision to be aware and see the other pass that's available, which is the more difficult pass and the longer pass across the field. And he doesn't take the simpler pass. Why? Because he knows that this player here potentially will be marked from one player and then this one can come in and close him down as an example. Whereas the person out here on the left wing will have more space to run into and should be able to at least derive a chance on goal. And that's exactly what happens here. Ball comes through perfectly weighted slotted, well, should have been slotted into the back of the net there. Again, look at the ball over the top. This really does suit Forest style. Again, more examples here that we can look at His Sangera Step over, makes the run, looks up, cuts it back, creates a chance. It's that driving force that we've been crying out for all season. Lovely through ball again into the space. And you see this, even through the lines, he'll play a nice threaded through ball here. He should have finished that okay so he can pass he can defend he can tackle but can he shoot and score goals the answer is yes what a bullet this one is look at that from here bang edge of the box lovely shape lovely composure bang in she goes an absolute screamer into the top corner So that's one of his goals. Look, he's not a striker. He's not going to get you 15, 20 goals a season, but he's not afraid to shoot from distance and he will pick up a few decent goals. Great presence in the air as well. Look at the leap he has on him. Gets in front of the players from a corner. Again, something we scored a couple of goals on and from this season or last season, should I say, but not something we've really utilized on. Maybe because we need a better corner taker, but Meets the ball well in the air. Got a good leap on him. Already decent height, decent physique. And bang, in she goes from the corner. So maybe if we do get him, we could get a nice few cheap goals like that. I I like him. I like everything about him. A few more goals here. Another one up in the air. Headed down. Bang. Follows it up in the right place at the right time. Again, back post. Crossed in. He gets the one yarder. So not only is he... Defensively minded, but knows when the right time is to break into the box. At the moment we've only really got Danilo who will commit past the attackers and go past them into the opposition's box. Yes, Yates he does it occasionally, but it hasn't been as effective as say Danilo has throughout the season. So Sangare, even though comp- plays as a CDM, will push forward and that really does excite me a lot. the international caps as well i think he's got about 31 or so but this guy's got this player guys is probably exactly what nottingham forest need What an actual beast he is pretty much in my opinion the complete number six but let's not stop there i want to show you the stats pack on him and exactly how he fares up on paper so let's get into that now and have a look at how he fares up Alright guys, so let's have a look at how the Mambi Sangare looks on paper and these are going to be his defensive stats that we look at first. And for me, there's a couple of caveats that need to be made on all the stats we're talking about today. And the first thing is he's playing in the Dutch league for PSV who are at the higher end of the table. So traditionally you will find that PSV in most games are more on the attacking side of things than they are the defensive side of things. So Expect these defensive stats to look a little lower and out of all the stats I'm about to show you his defensive stats are probably the lowest if you can even say that about him. He averages 2.6 tackles a game, this was for the 22-23 season. He intercepts 0.8 times in a match and clears roughly 2 times in a game. His blocks are 1.5 and it's the same with the aerial duels that are won. As I say these stats do look quite low but bear in mind where they are coming from now once he moves into Nottingham forest i will tell you for sure these stats will go exponentially through the roof but these are his defensive stats he brings a physique and he brings a quality in that sixth position and not only can he defend but he can move the ball forward as well which is exactly what we're going to move on to now so how does he stack up in the midfield position aka the passing side of the game and have a look at these stats and these stats are unbelievably good if we have a look at it again for the same season passes attempted per 90 is nearly 61 in a match and he completes about 84 percent of those passes in terms of progressive passes this is the one that really excites me it's really high up at 7.6 per game and progressive carries where he takes the ball and moves it forward as in not passing dribbling is about 1.2 a game and successful take-ons where he takes players on he will do that about 1.3 times a match and do i expect these stats to grow in the premier league probably not to be honest i would expect them to come down a little as he faces a more physical league and the players around him may not be kind of in tune with the way he's going to play in early doors But passing stats, this is what we are going to revel in. The key one I want to point out to you is that progressive passes stats. It is next level. And this was the difference between him, Tyler Adams, and Ndidi. And this is why he was so important to Forrest. Because he can carry that ball forward and he can make those passes forward. And that's what we've been crying out for in this midfield. I am so excited to see him on the pitch. But this, trust me is a beautiful set of stats when it comes to passing for a number six like that wasn't enough let's have a look at his goal scoring cut chances and how many he scores for psv again in the same season he got nine goals playing from that number six position two assists shots per game he averages 1.2 which is crazy high for a six and the key passes per game that will create a goal scoring opportunity is nearly one per match and again those dribbles per game 1.2 so not only this is why i keep telling you guys he's the complete six for me not only will he do the defensive side of the work but he will also transition the ball forward and then himself push higher up the pitch what does that mean that means higher turnovers in the opposition's half something we've had zip of apart from against chelsea last week to be honest and this is where he's going to change the game for nottingham forest if sangare can play his natural game and win that ball high up in the opposition half we are going to see a complete ying and yang when it comes to Nottingham Forest for the rest of this season. If he can get maybe four or five goals, I don't expect him to get nine, but those goals will be completely important from that midfield where we do need more goals. This guy is just a beast. If you cast your minds back to the summer where we compared Sangare to the likes of Tyler Adams and Ndidi, and how their stats differed. I just want to remind everyone of what we are getting here. This for me paints, this picture should I say, paints a thousand words. This, to remind you guys, is how he compares against all the other midfielders across the top five or so main divisions in Europe. And the greener you are, the better you are. And you can see here, Pretty much everything, apart from interceptions and progressive passes um, received, is in the high, high greens. This is what makes him one of the best midfielders, in my opinion, in Europe currently. Every stat goes in his favor. The passes attempts are high. The progressive passes are ridiculous ridiculous they're in the 92 percentile tackles are top-notch blocks are fantastic clearances are right up there in the 90s and aerials one are really high as well even his shots total is way up on your midfielders just soak those stats in just pause the video if you want to go through them individually i could talk about each one of these individually and do a whole video on each one on how good he is. But trust me when I tell you, this is gonna be one of the greenest stats you see for a midfielder, especially when you look at a number six. If you wanna go back and see that video where we compared him to the likes of Tyler Adams and Ndidi, I'll leave a link for it at the end for you to go and check. And you will see just how night and day those stats are in comparison to the other two players. But get your thoughts in on this. Are you starting to get excited? So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to talk you through some of the shapes and formations that Sangare will open up for Steve Cooper and Nottingham Forest. I'm not going to necessitate who's going to play alongside him. We will do that towards the end of the week once we've gone through this series of talking about all the new key players that have come through the door at Nottingham Forest. But Sangare is literally the key that unlocks pretty much all locks right now for Steve Cooper. Now, I've started this first one in Steve Cooper's natural preferred formation. This, without doubt, for me, is Cooper's favoured formation, which is... You can call it a 3-4-1-2, you can call it a 5-2-1-2, whatever you want to do. This is the one that he really deployed in the championship a lot, where you would see someone like like Keenan Davis over here on this side, and then Jono drifting out wide with Zink in the 10, and then you had the likes of Yates and uh, Garner as the two CMs. Now, this would work with Sangare there. I'm not saying this is the best formation or not, I'm just talking you through the options. What Cooper found and what he struggled with is playing with a two-man midfield in whatever formation, be it a five-back setup or a four-back setup. Sangare unlocks the door for the two-man setup. He can still do a three as well. And what you can find that if he plays him here as a six alongside another eight, that will work as well. So, for example, it could be a Sangare Danilo combo, a Sangare Dominguez combo It's completely fine. But what it will also allow Cooper to do is when we go away to say Man City in a couple of weeks, if he wants the two in the middle, he could go with a double six. And what that would allow him to do is maybe play Sangare and Santos as the double six there and almost use that in a double pivot position on the pitch where Sangare can hold or go forward. Santos can hold or go forward or both can hold or both can go forward. So this already opens up a lot of options in that back five. Now, if he wants to play a 5-3, um, sorry, a 3-4-3, a three, three, God, doing all these formations can be a nightmare. What you could then find is, the two wing backs will push up this splits open so you've got wingers and then you get the number 10 becomes a striker in effect so to speak and what you will have here is the requirement definitely for a number eight and a holder so for example this could be a Danilo who we saw towards the end of last season pushing forward again I'm assuming people are fit and not injured and then Sangare can just tuck inside here and cover that sixth position or again if he wants deploy this formation and again a big bigger team or a more you know stronger team opponents then again he could go with the double six it reduces the need for a midfield three for cooper by doing this double six or six and an eight and what it will then allow him to do is add an extra attacking player into the fold. So that's how it would work up. If I see uh, if Sangara plays in the team in a back five slash three formation, then I would expect it to be a two man midfield and not what we saw towards the end of last season where we had the back three and then you had three across the middle here. And then you would have the one and the one you literally can't fit them in on a pitch where that was the type of formation. He still may choose to deploy it if he wants to get really tight. This could actually work late into a game if nothing and forest to say one nil up in a tight match then i could see cooper still switching into this formation just blocking out the center of the park as best he can so that's how it will look in a five let's see what sangare does if it was a back four So, yet again, Sangare will open so many options in the back four, and there are loads of back four formations, and I'll go through a couple that I think Cooper might go with. Obviously, it wouldn't be a Wolverine video if I didn't talk about the 4-2-3-1, and this really is the formation that I think Cooper is slowly, a little too slowly for me, trying to build towards. But Sangare, again, will unlock it because he can risk, as I've mentioned, similar to the back five setups, he can risk, a two-man midfield with a six, but you would need an eight next to him. This really wouldn't be as good with a double six, but you could do that because you got four attackers in front of them. So potentially, what you could see here is if we finally want to see that front four unleashed. Obviously, John has gone now, but if you're looking for a one-year up front with an MGW in the hole, and then you're looking at Elanga and probably Callum Callum Hudson-Odoi now as that attacking four, you have to have a. Plus Player who can control the midfield and our player without a shadow of a doubt would be sangare so this formation would work fantastically I mean guys who would you put alongside him I mean put, get your answers in now but as we progress throughout this week and show you the other players, I think we're gonna have mixed answers alongside that um, that number eight position for him. The other one it does open up if Cooper is feeling quite ballsy and wants to go really attacking. A formation that used to work so well for Nottingham Forest back in the day, again in the poor heart days I go back that far, was the diamond formation. This is really hard to deploy unless you've got the perfect six to do it. And do we have that? Yes, we do. Now what it will do, it creates a bit of narrowness. You can play the diamond as a wide diamond, for example. So either you would play this with a CDM like Sangare in the six and then with two CMs to make this narrow. Or if you really wanted and were feeling ballsy, you could play it with wider winger players like this um, with the likes of Alanga and the likes of Callum hodson Adoy, for example, on the wing. But then you are fully reliant on Sangare operating pretty much that defensive side of the midfield completely on his own. This one would be risky, but against a really crappy team like a Sheffield United or a Burnley or a Luton, one of the promoted teams, it wouldn't be too much risk. But if you were going to do this against a mid-table team like a Palace or... Fulham or something like that. Then I don't think this would work. But again, it gives Cooper yet another option that he can operate in. It really does get attacking that way because you could then bring in Origi in a one-year up front per MGW in the hole. The, the options are becoming limitless. All limitless, sorry, all from this one player. The other one that I expect to see quite a lot of would be a midfield three. Something like this with Sangare operating, let's say maybe next to a Dominguez and a um, Danilo or a Yates or something like that. And then Cooper spreading that front line into a three and ending up in a 4-3-3 formation. This formation will work so well because you're going to block out that midfield with bricks. What you're going to struggle with is what you do with MGW. I think MGW still works best in the 10 position. When we do see Forrest deploy into a 4 3 3, he tends to end up in one of those winger positions, cussing back in into that 10 position. So. This would work, but it may question whether or not MGW has a role in that and that turns into a new headache for Cooper. Because for me, if you were going a 4-3-3, I prefer it with natural wingers. So the likes of Alanga out wide and the likes of Callum Hodson-Odoi with a one e maybe up front, this could work really well. There are so many other different permutations you can create with a back four formation. The question now is is in Cooper's hands really. Is he going to deploy a back four to release an extra player forward? Or is he going to be stubborn in his ways and stick to what is his safety net in a back three slash five formation? All the signs coming from him are that he will switch and look to be more progressive. And I feel the signs coming from above reading through that Maranaka statement the other day is that he wants more progression now that he's invested over 100 mil again this summer into Nussingham Forest. So I think we can get excited and expect to see some progressive football going forward. But out of all those formations I've shown you, which one tickles your fancy the most? Let me know in the comments down below. So, as you can see, there is so much at Sangare. This one player. This one beast is going to bring to this team it opens up so many options for us i hope that insight into him has whetted your appetite for it as i mentioned before we will be doing this on all the other signings that forest have brought in throughout this international window just to bring you guys up to speed on what to expect from the players we have signed but i want to know in the comments who do you really want an in-depth um scouting report done on next maybe you want dominguez maybe some of you want the keeper we probably won't do the keeper but let me know in the comments below who do you guys want next if you've enjoyed this type of video let me know by hitting that like button if you haven't already subscribe to forest fan tv if you are new thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to go get your alanga tickets from football prizes we'll see you on the next video and as always come on you reds sports social podcast network